0: of Americans. Someone do something about it. 93.3 and AM
1: 560. KWTO. Broken this fragile thing now. And I can't, I can't pick up the pieces.
0: This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 93.3 KWTO. And stream us on the 93.3 mobile app.
1: In a man's world. Thank you for marching, ladies. Keep it up. Your body, my wallet. Your body, your problem. Consent border to border sex borderline. is not consent to love you. Consent to sex is not consent to take care of your little thing. That that little thing rolling around the ground. Like babies are gross. I don't want to take care of that. I'm pro-choice. Have a good day, sir. Thank you. Abortion rights are my rights.
2: Are my rights.
0: What are we playing? What we are playing is a guy named A.J. Hurley decided to go to an abortion rights march. And at the march, he started chanting some of these statements that essentially agreed with what the people that were in the rally were marching for. But somehow they didn't like him. Saying things like, your body, my wallet. Well, joining us now live on the show, A.J. Hurley. A.J., welcome to the Elijah Hart
1: Show. Hey, Elijah, thank you so much for having me, brother. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: AJ, where did this idea come to you to go, go to one of these marches, sort of embrace what the message they were saying with a bunch of lines that, that they were going to hate?
1: Well, uh, Live Action, the organization I work for, run by uh, the lovely Lila Rose, uh, we already actually had a video out. Um, it was a parody video uh, like this that simply drew these parallels um, between the talking points that the left was trying to use in reference to abortion, applied, applied them consistently ap- across the board, and really showed how the other side um, creates a culture of real toxic masculinity. And uh, consistency in these uh, regards really just uh, is just bad for society, and everybody can see that. So that's kind of where the impetus came from.
0: Uh, before we jump into to the actual march, because obviously things got a little heated for a while, tell us how you ended up doing these types of things. How did you end up with live action? you know how did you end up in this position?
1: yeah thanks I, I actually love this question i I started actually my uh, pro life activism kind of career you could say not uh not a, at a rally or a march, not at the halls of the corridor, city hall, but actually in the halls of a hospital. I I spent uh, 20 years in the the medical field, but then uh, seven years at UCLA Medical Center, putting little babies on ventilators as a respiratory therapist, and every single day looking at little children, um, which should be in a womb, uh, some of which coming out of the NICU at 21, 22, 23 weeks gestation. Uh, were totally dependent upon me, and it was just a le- walking rebuke to the um, the really pro-choice rhetoric that I was being pushed at. The same hospital children are now being killed up to the very day of birth in California. So that I had to get involved, basically, and, and it's been a long story since then, but I ended up at live action, and now it's just been a, a total dream come true.
2: That's an interesting story because... It sort of shows I think the transition in the other side's arguments cuz you know I'm 41 so when I was a kid in high school I remember it was the the arguments were way more, way more like that's not a baby like that thing's not alive mm-hmm. but with yep. with the technology that we've seen in the last 20 years the left has really had to change their argument it's no longer they don't even say that basically anymore they just say well it's the woman's choice and you can kill it if you want but they they basically had to give up pretending that it wasn't a living thing. Absolutely. You are 100% correct. I mean, the, the, the rhetoric
1: has completely changed. Uh, you know, some people do parrot those old arguments, but we quickly remind them that, uh, that they are old and outdated. Those were just propaganda talking points from from that the abortion industry uh, made up in the seventies and eighties. You know, before we really could see what's in the womb, like we have like four D ultrasounds now, and the science of embryology is so clear, uh, and and you you, know, you can see the, the images that they're just a slap in the face to the ideology and and, and talking points of the other side. And so, I think um, people are starting to see that they've had to change their rhetoric, and now most people on the street aren't even. Art- arguing that it isn't a baby anymore. They just simply say that because that human being is in my body, then I get to kill it. So then what I will simply say then is like, you don't mean my body, my choice. You really just mean my body, my property. And then, then you just simply use the analogy that if, you know, a, a four-year-old was stow away on your boat, can you just then throw that baby or that child off of the boat and say, well, I didn't consent to kill it. I just didn't consent to it being on my property. And, uh, the, the arguments quickly break down. So I, things like this are just, you, really meant to, Expose the other side, get them thinking and and about the the culture that we 're creating in America that of just toxic toxic culture that 's worked its way now in every every vestige of of society
0: you know uh, when you do these videos, is the goal of the videos to to convince any of the people that you 're around of the lunacy of their arguments, or are you really like hey they 're never going to agree with me. My goal is to show anybody watching this video that hey. Their arguments don't hold water, and so when you can, you hear those arguments, you're, you're going to realize, nah, these arguments don't actually make sense.
1: Definitely the latter. I, I mean, so anybody can tell you that you've been in this movement uh, uh, long enough that these pardon people, you know, ultimately, I'm a Christian, and, and at a certain juncture, I think— that when a certain per- person is so far gone, it's really a it's a hope only that God can get a hold of them. And so I'm not trying to reach those people. I'm just trying to reach the mushy people in the mushy middle to to help them really understand that what what they're trying to um, what, the, the logical ends of their worldview. You know, um, I think radical feminism and um, in toxic masculinity are, are really, people don't realize they're, they're the two sides of the same coin, right? So because uh, the, the free love that, that was really propagated in the 60s gave birth to abortion on demand in the 70s. and um, And it's, a lack of responsibilities for women. It's like a career, a car, believe it or not. Some women are like, I just wanted to, I was right on the verge of, 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 you know, being able to afford a, a nice vehicle. I mean, this is some of the reasons why people abort their children, a better future education. But for men, uh, we, we're sacrificing our posterity on the altar of convenience and uh, on the altar of a lack of responsibility, a lack of commitment, sexual gratification. So abortion really not only uh, destroys women's souls, it not only dismembers a child, but it completely abrogates uh, the uh, and creates a culture of men that are bereft of any type of responsibility and just inculcated in self.
2: Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree with that. I will say one thing, uh, I've thought about quite a bit in the last few years. We have a lot of, um, friends on the other side of the aisle who are, you know, men, right? So men, they're in their forties. They have children. Uh, they're sort of your typical Democrat and, and, uh, yeah. they're like, Oh yeah, I'm pro-choice because like my wife is pro-choice, but, but you, you talk to them away from all of that they talk about their kids they've all seen the ultrasounds they've been there for births um and and i think that that, that group of men is uh they're they're slowly transitioning not to women but to pro lifers um yeah and they and they don't want to say it because you know their wives or sisters or you know girlfriends or whatever are like oh like it's my right but most of mm-hmm. them that are fathers that have seen the ultrasounds, that have been there in the birth, I think they're, they're way more sympathetic to this idea that like uh, I'm not really comfortable with that and uh, I, they can kind of see the other, the other point of view.
1: Well, and you know, that pri- precisely was my experience as a respiratory therapist putting these little children in the womb it, on ventilators and it, it was a, a um, very popular um, talking point or not a talking point, but the, a saying that if wombs had windows, that this wouldn't be an issue. And, you know, I don't know if I completely agree with that, but at, but at the same time, for me, that's really what animated me as a guy. I'm just an average guy, you know, just working a job at a hospital and just seeing these children, seeing their humanity, all the resources and, and uh, money and time – an effort and, and love that that everybody is expressing towards this class of people that are that are on a ventilator in, in this life and death scenario. It was just a breathing, walking rebuke to this this type of mentality that says a human being is valuable if I want it to be. That some somehow the mere fiat decision as to another person's value determines so. And, and I, I think a lot of people are, are waking up to this total brainwashing um, propaganda that we've been told. And so I think one of the means of doing that is this type of rhetoric. And it's, it's interesting because some of these women at the march, they were screaming their heads off at me. And I would say, well, if it's your body then why should I have to pay for it if you're saying that that's just your body? If you can kill that child and I don't have a say, but if you choose to keep it, now I have to raise it and pay for it. And so, you know, I don't believe that as a pro-lifer. I believe that men should take responsibility for children. But it's interesting because some of these husbands behind their wives who are screaming at me with their veins popping out of their neck are like looking at me and shaking their, uh, sh- uh, nodding in agreement mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was very staggering. Not what I expected at all.
2: So following, um, well, you know, they're not allowed to, it's like you said, they're not allowed to have an opinion anymore. I mean, on, yeah. on this or anything else. So, um, so following. But even
1: that was so crazy to me real quick because oh, yeah. I'm, to- I'm told that I'm not able to have opinion. But when I helped with the delivery in the hospital, when I when I put your child on a ventilator and saved those children's lives, I was never told that I didn't have a say. That's right. So, but somehow because of my gender, when I actually advocate for for the life of a, a child that's about to go on, on its way to a, a painful dismembering death, then all of a sudden my 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 opinion doesn't matter anymore. It's it's high level hypocrisy.
2: Yes, definitely. So following. Um the March and all of your actions, sort of what's been the what's been the follow-up or what's what's kind of been the feedback and then what's next?
1: Yeah, I mean overwhelmingly positive. I I, I did not <laughs> to be honest with you guys, like I did not expect to to uh understand and see the, the overwhelming outpouring of like, wow, this is powerful. I didn't see the power in satire until I did this. Not only after the march, but like even during it, like I was participating in their march, in their chants and everything with, with a shirt. I mean, kind of, kind of funny, but it, it'd be funny if it wasn't tragic. I had a shirt on that said, say no to child support, pro choice men. And I'm, I'm, I'm chanting with them. And it was just the power of uh, me chanting with them they stopped chanting in many regards and just outlet just gave up. At one point it led the entire marriage. I'm like, it was just a demoralizing thing because they could not disagree with the logic of what I was saying. It was a totally flight in the face of the lies that they, they knew that they were parroting, but they didn't believe,
0: you know, when I was in college and I used to, I, I would debate with people on abortion and I, that it, it was a similar type of thing with different wording, but I always say, well, if if women should have unfettered access to an abortion, why can't men have an economic abortion where they forego all all financial or legal um, involvement with the child? It would only make sense, of course. That that the responsible well, how how dare you do that? And it's like, well, no, you can't you can't have one side getting total total arbitrary decision whether or not to keep that life without the other person having their own arbitrary decision to make as well.
1: Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, it's it's fine. AJ, as we wrap up the interview, two final questions. Uh, first, a sure. little bit a little bit lighter. We do this every day on the show. We pick a different question. The question is different every single day, and everybody, <laughs> okay. guests, hosts, have to answer the question. Uh, but don't worry, it's not complicated. The question of the day today is: If you get invited over to somebody's place and they ask you to bring a dish, what's your favorite dish to take over?
1: Oh. Um, I, I smoke meats, so I would have to say that my brisket that I make, I, I, love, I have a Traeger at home. I love making smoked uh, smoked brisket. So that's that's, one, that's my labor of love. If you're ever in Southwest
0: Missouri, I'm going to expect you to bring some smoked you're brisket. Yeah.
1: Over. <laughs> I don't know. There's some pretty good barbecue down there. I don't know if mine would, uh, would measure up. <laughs> and, I,
0: and I'm going uh, to, we don't really have the time. I kind of want to dig into your jiu jitsu background because we do a fitness Friday every Friday. We talk about uh, powerlifting yeah. and, and competitive athletics and stuff sometime we'll have to get you on for that final question if people want to follow along with the work that you're doing
1: um for live
0: action how do they follow you on social media
1: yeah well live actions uh website is www.liveaction.org you can follow me on twitter and um instagram and facebook but uh twitter my handle is aj hurley life on instagram it's aj hurley and um so on Facebook, I think it's just AJ Hurley also. So um, that's, that's how you can pretty much follow me, but you can follow uh, Lila Rose and, and Live LiveAction at LiveAction.org.
0: AJ, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. God bless you guys. That was AJ Hurley. We're going to be back after these messages with our final Mount Rushmore snake draft. We're going to be drafting our favorite co- competitive TV chefs. I do not know that's a word. We, we, we kind of made it up, but we we, it's going it to be up, fun We're we'll to do that right after these messages.
1: Yeah, there's a feeling. Oh, we've been kicking these words around too long. I had a feeling we were close to something. The news and talk. There's never been anything like it. A witch hunt like this has never taken place. That matters to Springfield. Putin clearly made a strategic error.